Nice cool morning, right? Yeah, put a blessing on your neighbor right now. Why don't you put a blessing on your neighbor? Hey, by the way, Cherie, that word fits right in with the message, so God is so good. Because um, we're going to be talking about God is love, and that's who he is. And you said that's not, not just what they do, but that's who, they, that's who he is. That's who they are. God is love. God is peace. God is those things that um, the word that we got from Cherie is good. Is good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father God, we just ask, Lord, that uh, we just re wait, just wait and rely on you. You've got something to say today, so get this uh, flesh out of the way and speak. Speak your word. Allow your word the freedom today to touch lives and hearts for your honor and for your glory. We thank you, Lord. We will listen with attentive ears today as you speak to us. Allow your Holy Spirit to take what you say and put it deep within us. And let us not just be hearers of the word, but doers. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, lift up your um, Bible or if you're using a phone or whatever you're doing. And um, I just want you to know and understand we in this church and especially the Assemblies of God, but we in this church know and understand that this is the inspired Word of God. It's a love letter from God himself. So God's going to be speaking to us through his love letter today. Amen? And uh, just be attentive to that. I'm going to read, actually, what I'll do is I'll start by reading just what the Assemblies of God say, and our church is part of the Assemblies. But what we say about the Word of God, because the Word of God has been kind of battered lately, and, um, you know, we get a lot of messages, even in churches, not, I'm not saying here, but in churches sometimes about the Word of God, and we get these nice flowery things, and even sometimes um, I want to make a good illustration and a point, um, and sometimes I can get off base and even get, I even make mistakes when I'm up here preaching, but when we're speaking the Word of God and speaking and reading the Word of God, there is no mistakes. Amen. There is no mistakes. Um, and so we have to know and understand God cannot lie. He's not a liar. So um, the Bible is inspired. I'm going to read out of the fundamental truths of the assemblies here. This is what we believe as a church. The scriptures of the entire Bible are verbally inspired by God. It was not just the ideas that were inspired. Even the choice of every word was inspired in the original writers and were moved by God as he wrote what he wanted them to say. Every single word in here was inspired by God. Um, and the scriptures, and I, I should have finished that sentence. We therefore believe that the scriptures are God's revelation of himself to mankind. A love letter. They are infallible, meaning they're never wrong. They are divinely and in the authoritative guide for our faith, belief, manner of living. Everything we need, he put in this love letter for us. God is bigger than his Bible, and there's a lot more things about God than just his love letter to us. But in that love letter, he gave us everything we need while we're on this earth. To know and to live and to understand him. And um, 
I'm going to share today a, a video. Um, they're from scriptures, um, so every word that's spoken in this video is a Bible verse. So everything that you see up here as we put this video up is from the Word of God. It's perfect. It's infallible. Everything that God is about to say through the voice of the one reading these scriptures is for you. So um, I don't know if they're ready to... Oh, okay. I'm going to sit down and we're going to listen to this for a moment. Come from the very heart of God. He loves you, and He is the Father you have been looking for all your life. This is His love letter to you. of your heart, for it is I who gave you those desires. 
I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my Son, Jesus. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I love that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. Nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Every time I see that, I get a little shook up. I've seen that a few times. I think I shared that once here many years ago. Um, every single word that was spoken up there came from a Bible verse, if you saw that. Um, I just want to reiterate that. So, again, the, the Bible is completely truthful. Every word that was spoken by that one reading that um, is for you. Is for you. That's what God thinks about you. Now, I've heard many people say things like, well, how come there's so much warfare in the world? How come there's so much pain in the world? How come there's so much sickness in the world? If God is love, how come all these things are... Thank you, Tony. Thank you so much. Expression of love right there. <laughs> why, if this is God, why doesn't the world line up with what we just heard from his word. And most of that has to do with man's inhumanity to man and, and man not receiving the gift. It's almost like God gave me this gift of love if this was a box of love, but if I don't receive it and walk in my own way. So man hurts man. And many of you has been hurt by people. Many of you has been hurt deeply. Some of you are still carrying the scars of that. Um, hurt and pain. Um, we've seen man kill other men. And in this world, stuff happens because of that. See, God gave us all free will. And we can either accept his love gift or we can reject his love gift. And today I just want to make sure that if you're in any type of issues of pain or hurt, if there's been any heartache, if there's anything that somebody's really hurt you with, that's not from God. What we just heard, that's God. And God wants to love on you. 
and wants to share his love with you today. Um, I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you could, to Matthew chapter 22, and a very familiar section of Scripture I want to read with you all. Matthew chapter 22, um, starting in verse 36. Matthew 22, 36. It's about um, somebody asking Jesus, you know, what are the greatest commandments? What are we supposed to do, basically? I'm paraphrasing when I say, what are we supposed to do? But here are the two greatest commandments. We've heard these. So if God is love, and he wants to share his love with us, then what is our side of that equation? And Jesus, who is the expression of that love, made flesh, says this about if he wants to give us this love and live in that relationship, if he wants to reconcile us and bring us back into that love relationship for all eternity. Um, and I'll start with verse 36. Jesus says, um, well actually in verse 36, they say, Teacher, which is the greatest commandments in the law? And uh, they considered the Old Testament and the Torah, the law, the New Testament wasn't written at that time. So Jesus says this to them in verse 37. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Our part of this is when we receive that love is to run into that love and receive it and begin to learn how to love him back. And actually it says in the scriptures that the Holy Spirit will teach us by pouring the love of God into us how to love God. Um, again, the scriptures cannot lie. So he's given us a powerful part of him called the Holy Spirit that teaches us how to love him. And I'll be very honest with you, I don't know how to love God sometimes. And sometimes when I'm in that anointing, in that place of the anointing, how many of you have ever been in the anointing of the Holy Spirit? You know, you've been there, you've felt it, you know it. He wants to take us into that place 24-7, 365, into the heart of God, and to live in that love all the time, as he's conforming us into the image of God, who is the exact, or Jesus, who's the exact representation of God. So this is what Jesus says. To love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind. This is the first and great commandment. And then verse 39 says, And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. Basically, all the Old Testament, and as we see in the New Testament, these things are reiterated over and over and over again, these two commandments. That everything hangs on love. So when Sri was saying, Jesus is peace, Jesus is love, that is who he is. He is exact representation of love. So when we get into the love letter and begin to read about Jesus, the words in red in a lot of Bibles, but to read about Jesus, we find out who God is and who God represents himself to be to us. And that is so important so important because we're living in a world that is in enmity or against God often. And so in our flesh, a lot of times what we see is we don't see God. We see man's inhumanity to man and the junk of the world. But this is God's love letter. This is who God is. And when we know and understand this here, it makes us and changes us into the image of the Son, who is the exact 
representation of God. Do you get that? He wants to mold us and shape us into love. That love is hard for some of you and some of the world because what's happened is you've been hurt, as I said earlier, by other people. And sometimes we hold things and sometimes we, we have unforgiveness. We don't want to admit it because we say we forgive everybody as Christians, but sometimes we hold on to unforgiveness and sometimes we are angry with the, what the world's cards were dealt to us in the hand that we've got right now. I mean, some have been molested terribly. Some have been beaten terribly. Some have been really hurt by others. But that, again, is not God. Because I know that some of you have cried out, Where, God? Where are you at? When I was going through those things. And he was there loving you. And I can tell you, the fastest way to get rid of those wounds is to run into his arms and let go of that pain. I'm not saying that you become a doormat to somebody and go back to them and take abuse more, but we must forgive everyone that's ever hurt us. And this is huge. Because every single root of every sin, spiritually, every sickness and disease spiritually comes from our separation from the love of God. And when we're in unforgiveness, or we're living in the pain instead of the love, and we're angry with somebody, or when we're not forgiving them, we've removed ourselves outside of that covering of that love, which then opens the door for the enemy to bring bitterness and sickness and disease and heartache and hurt. And most of the issues that Christians are dealing with go back to this very root. We are called to love the, our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and spirit. But how do I love a God who wasn't there for me? That's, that's the enemy lying to us. How can I love a God who let my son or daughter die? How can I love a God who let we can put whatever we want in that blank. So they have an issue with God. So there's a fracture between the love relationship. Or how can I love God when this person did this to me and that person did this to me? Which then fractures the relationship of love. And the other thing then becomes... Well, maybe I deserved all these things, and all of a sudden we begin to think of ourselves not as God thinks of us. And we begin to think of ourselves lower than who we really were made to be, made in the image of God to be part of his family. And living in that place, we begin to live in a place of condemnation and fear and anxiety which then separates us again. I'm going to tell you, every single separation from God goes back to one of these three things. You're not in love with God with all your heart, soul, mind, and spirit. You don't understand and know who you are in Christ, and you're living in condemnation lower than what God said you are. This isn't pride when I say, I'm an heir of God and I'm joint heir with Christ. I'm in the family of God. I am his child. Because he says that about me. 
So when I understand and believe who I am because who he made me to be, because when I was still a sinner, he came and died for me and gave me this love and brought me back into his family. And when I accept that in faith and believe that, I am part of the family of the king of the universe. So it's not prideful to know and understand who you are. What really is a sin is a sin of unbelief, living below who God says you are. Because what you're saying to God is, I don't believe what you told me in your word and who you say I am. That is one of the worst sins there are, is when we don't understand and believe who we are in him because we're living lower than that. I don't believe you, God, is what we're saying. And then to not forgive somebody else, when we were still sinners, he came and forgave us and gave us the blood of Christ. It even says in his love letter that if you can't forgive others, I can't forgive you. And so we've got to let go of that stuff. We've got to let go of it. So in these three areas, we've got to know and understand, is there something separating me from the love of God? Holy Spirit, teach me how to love God. Let me lay down all my distrust and anger with God. Help me. Teach me how to love a God who unconditionally loves me. Teach me how to know and understand who I really was created to be in his image. See, there's so many people, and I'm going to tell you the real reason, and you know, I might get in trouble for this, I don't care. The real reason for transgenderism is people don't know who they are. God never makes mistakes, never makes mistakes. He created you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Homosexuality, transgenderism is not from God. And so what happens is Christians think, well, I've got to be tolerant of society and believe like they do. I mean, what, and we have to love people. And I would say never hurt or come against somebody who's not walking in the, what the love of God is, but bring the love of God to them and love on them. If there was a transgender person or a homosexual that came in here, we just love on them. We love on them because they were made in the image of God. But people who live in those places don't understand who they are in God. God doesn't make any mistakes, ever. He created you and formed you in your mother's womb. You are not a mistake. You are richly loved by a God who thought you out, and his thoughts were you, for you were more than all the sands of the seashore. And he has a dream and a desire and a destiny for you that's bigger than you can ever dream. So this confusion must come off. The veil of the lie of the enemy must come off, folks. And it's not just in those areas. It's all over on all of us. It gets on us. I don't know how many times I've lived below where God has called me to be. Kind of get a little bit, oh... Why did I do that? Why did I think so low of myself? I am your child, and I represent you, and I didn't represent you in this situation. And I kind of go running to him and say, I messed up. You know what? He doesn't really um, hold that against me because he's teaching each and every one of us and training us. And uh, as your little children messed up, did you beat them for messing up? When they were getting up and walking... And they fell down. 
Did you beat them for falling down when they're learning how to walk? God loves us. We're going to make mistakes. He's there to pick us up. Our job is to just get back up and keep trying to learn how to love them as the Holy Spirit teaches us. None of us are perfect in this world. If we were, he'd probably be in heaven already. But we are the exact representation of Jesus. That's what he's conforming us into. And the more we get closer to him and the more we understand this love, the more then we get free of all the junk that is on us. Turn to 1 John chapter 4. I'm going to read 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. 1 John after Hebrews, after Peter. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. Starting in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God. And knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. And this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and set his Son in to be a perpetual... Oh, I'm sorry, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and set his Son to be a propitiation for our sins. Propitiation is a big word that basically means he came in, in our place... And though we're in a place of separation from God, his sacrifice of death opened the door, ripped, it's the picture is he ripped the veil of the temple from top to bottom so that we could walk in and have a relationship. There's no more separation. That word, I can't even say propitiation, really means that I've made a way that you can now walk into God's love for all eternity. Because of my sacrifice. So God loved us so much that he gave up himself and shed his own blood so that we could have this love. And he's telling us that we need to love each other. Because every single one of us were born from God's seed. And though many of us may not be in a place where we're understanding or knowing that... Our job is to let that love not only get on us and wash us clean of all the junk that we've been carrying around and let go of all of it, but then take that love and let it flow through us and touch others for his honor and for his glory. Amen? God is so good all the time. So, I really want you to think for a moment here today. Is there something separating you from that love of God? Is there something where you, you just are having an issue with God about something? I would suggest getting it straight quickly with God. 
And again, in his love letter, which he gave us, every single thing we need to know about getting it straight is there. He's left us a love letter. I, this is probably the most important thing we should know and understand is this love letter. Because once we get grounded or, or rooted or understand and know his love for us in his love letter, it puts us grounded and rooted in his love, which makes it hard for the enemy to tell you you're no good. You can't do this. Your sin is too big. The issues in your life, well, that's just for pastors. You can't live in that place. All those lies, you're rooted and grounded in his love. And those lies cannot get in here. And as we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, who is the living word of God, and we're rooted and grounded in his love, the enemy has no place to go up here. When we let go of the hurt and the pain that per people put on us and say, Lord, I, I lay them in your hands. I forgive them. I need to walk in your love. When you begin to, here's a hard thing I'm going to throw out here, but it works all the time. When you begin to pray for them and pray for your enemies and pray for those who hurt you and pray and simply pray, Lord, open up their eyes. Let them see truth. I've been hurt in this situation. I put this in your hands. Lord, I know this is a creation of yours that has been under the influence of the enemy and has done things to me. And I leave that in your hands. And Lord, pull the veil off their eyes so that they can see your love. How can I be an instrument of your love to touch them? That's a hard prayer if you've been hurt badly by somebody. But it's in the love letter that way. So how are we going to, I'm going to ask, I'm not going to be long today. I, I think we need some time for reflection. I'm going to actually ask uh, Crystal if she can come back up here. I'm going to re read another verse and as she's coming up here. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verses 14 and 15. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. Second Corinthians 5.14 says, The love of Christ compels us. When we know and understand this love, and when it gets on us, it compels us. Because we judge thus that the one who died for all... So, before I go farther, he died for all, so then all are dead. What are we dead to? We're dead to the things of the world and we're alive back, reunited in him. So, if the one died for all, then all have died. Verse 15. And if he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Because of this love gift that he's given us, and we've received it.
now that we have it and now that we begin to get some understanding in it we don't long, no longer live in the in the world it's called born from above or born again into this place of love which then makes our assignment on this earth much easier to deal with which is to bring this love this love to all the world around us there's a lot of junk going on right now I mean you got Democrats Republicans in this nation you got this one they're trying to take out a president right now you know there's anger there's venom there's I'm, I believe this way I believe that way but for the Christian they're dead to that and they're in a new kingdom the kingdom of love the kingdom of God and the answers for all that venom and all that anger and all the stuff that's happening in our nation is right here and it's in you and I'm going to tell you something that he said in his love letter to you you're the living epistle that's read by all men you're a living epistle you're a living love letter of this word of God of his love that has the answers for the whole world has a hands, the answers for this nation I was reading the other day and listening about how it is an all-time high per capita that now grandparents are taking the grandkids in adopting them and taking them and caring for them because most most of that's reason for it the biggest reason for that happening in the United States is the drug addiction problem and the, why is why is there a drug addiction problem people are self-medicating because they don't understand who they are and they've been hurt and they don't understand who God is and we have the answer for that run for something to fill the hole we have the answer it's called love the answer for the drug addiction problem in this nation the answer for the sin issue the answer for the anger man against man the anger for the answer for everything is God and his love he made a really huge sacrifice for you when he died for you and then called you into his kingdom and asked his Holy Spirit to live in you and to shed his love abroad in your heart so that then you can share that with others I'm gonna ask you all to stand we're gonna close your question is there anyone here today that has never received the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ what he did and how he came to wash you in the love of Christ have you ever been washed in the love of Christ accepted the, the gift of love that love gift really accepted that love gift if you haven't today today's your day and I want you to come up here and I'll pray with you is there anyone like that today I want you to know don't leave here without knowing for sure okay there's many here that'll pray with you 
Another issue I see in the church, and, and we have what's called healing rooms. And the reason why we have healing rooms is because people aren't accepting the love of God the way they should as Christians and junk's getting on them. And non-Christians like come in there. But I see a lot of the junk and the issues spiritually are because of one of three things. You've been separated, you've separated yourself from the love of God and you have an issue with him. You've separated yourself from another person because you're angry with them. Or you've separated who you really are in God and think of yourself lower than that. One of those three issues is about 99% of all spiritual issues are right there. And what we try to do in the healing rooms is bring people back into either a love relationship with God, get forgiveness, and get a love relationship with people around them, or let them know and understand who they really are in Christ and who they were created to be. Today I want to make sure that before you leave today, that you have all three of these issues solid with God. Because we don't have a lot of time on this earth. Our life is but a vapor that appears but a short time and then it vanishes away, says the scripture. The short time we have on this earth is not about us in our own lives, but it's coming into a commission with this love and the mission of God to bring this love to others. Your job is just a way that you have funds to do that. Your pursuits and your pleasures that you like and your hobbies, that's okay. But how is that bringing me into that place of my main purpose left on why I'm still on this earth? You are here as Christians to be washed in the love and then bring that love to others, period. Please, before you leave today, make sure there's no separations in any of those areas. I'm going to have the uh, ministry team come up here right now. And I'm going to ask anybody, everybody, if there's any area that you want to get straight with God, here's an altar. If there's any area in your life that you want to just get closer to God about, or closer to Him in the area of who you are in Him, didn't we sing a song, I want to sit at your feet, I want to drink from the cup in your hand, I want to lay back against you and breathe, I want to hear your, your heartbeat. Today he wants to share his heartbeat with you. Just come, come on up and worship God. We got one more song as we close. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. I'm going to ask you if you have, if you can, to come up in this last song and worship Him and love on Him and make sure things are straight. Okay? I'm asking everybody to come up for that last song.